It doesn't matter whether you've been left out, strung out, shut out, cracked out, whacked out, dropped out, put out, smoked out, stepped out, locked out, washed out, or burnt out. Jesus can work it out. He can turn water into wine. Listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we're still near the beginning of a message from John chapter 2 called A Wedding Gone Wild. And Pastor, I'm going to imagine someone in the car, they feel exactly what you were talking about. They're driving along, feeling strung out and cracked out and smoked out and stepped out and locked out, burnt out. And they're saying, I hear you saying Jesus can work it out, but I don't see him doing that right now, and I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. How can I find this faith that Jesus is going to work it out? Well, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you need a rhema, R-H-E-M-A. And what is it? A right now word, a word that fits. So whatever your out is, you find scripture that deals with that out. So if Mm, it's... uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, you know, uh, then I need passages that talk about the joy of the Lord is my strength. I need passages that talk about Jesus is our joy. Yeah. Um, so I need something concomitant or equal to whatever I am going through. And, and that's the, you know, the power of scripture. And that's what he wants us to do. Jesus yeah. did it himself, didn't he? When yeah. he was tempted by the devil, he could have said, I am the son of God. Get on up out of here. Saturate the place with your absence. But he didn't do that. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And so if you're writing along right now, I want to encourage you. Open up that Bible. Why, Pastor Ford? I'm glad you asked. You ask intelligent questions because God does not open his secrets to a Christian with a closed Bible. The other thing that you need to do, too, is get some email. I mean, you got plenty of email. Get some <laughs> email because he who would stand before their circumstances must kneel before their God. And so those two things will get you started. If you start with those things, and it's very easy to do. Uh, like I said, all you have to do, and there are plenty of tools around. Uh, that as a matter of fact, you can even Google it, right? Yeah. You can Google what the Bible says about encouragement when you're discouraged, what the Bible says about strength and power when you feel weak. Yeah. And so Google will tell, you know, Google doesn't tell you anything that's wrong. <laughs> I wish you could see the eye roll right there as you oh, said yeah. that. Yeah, 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 this is radio, so <laughs> right. they can't see the sarcasm. Exactly, but uh, it was dripping through the microphone, oh, I'm yeah. not sure. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you bring up a good point is we need to be active. If we're not feeling it, That's it's right. not necessarily fake it till you make it, but there may be an element of that in there. But as we intentionally pursue God, I think he does you know, show up. He, he says, all of right, course. I see you of course. pursuing me. And uh, now we, we get to experience his That's presence. Right. Second Corinthians 5, yeah. 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So God doesn't want us walking according to our emotions, yeah. although he'll allow them to kick in. So we step out by faith. Faith will activate the emotions. You do it and then you'll feel it. Not I feel it and then I do it. Yeah. Well, we could spend more time talking about this, or we could just get into John chapter 2. So let's do that as we continue the message, A Wedding Gone Wild. Here's Pastor Ford. 
John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten who's in the bosom of the Father, He hath revealed Him. Hey, hey, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Two weeks ago, I was in a church where I said something like that. There was nobody sitting down. I said, when I get back home, it's going to be hard because I was there for a whole week. I preached eight times in one week. I never seen so many people respond to truth like that. And, and he said, you think you want to come back next year? You think I wouldn't? <laughs> you think I would? And so he says, here it is. My words and my work will prove who I am. That's why we're going to go through the seven I am statements, words of Christ, and the seven signs, the works of Christ. John is going to do this all the way through. He's going to give us a word, I am the good shepherd. Then he's going to give us a work. He's going to give us a word, then he's going to give us a work. He's going to say, I'm going to prove to Lottie, Dottie, and everybody, Jesus is God in the flesh. And by the time I get done with you, you're going to believe it too. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he, and he says it, the son of man. Now, you know what they are? They're designations. I teach you this all the time, and you know it. He says that he's the Christ, that's the Messiah, the son of God. Doesn't mean he's a little God. That's right. Son of God, designation of deity. Son of man, designation of humanity. Son of David, designation of royalty. Son of Abraham, designation of treaty. That is covenant. So uh, one talks about his deity. One is humanity. One is royalty. One the treaty. And so here now he connects it together. Uh, uh, so notice in the text, though, it says his disciples. Now, this time, uh, we know he has five. Some scholars say six. I was trying to find out who the sixth one is then. They, they said six, but they never named the six. So, you know, uh, all I saw was five. Andrew, Simon Peter, Philip, Nathaniel, and John. Now, 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 notice now I'm still in verses 1 and 2, and I'm, I'm still talking about I'm going to get to it. I got to give you the theology before I give you the duology. Now, watch this. And the mother of Jesus was there. His mother, verse 5, twice she's called mother, not Mary. Hold on to that. So now, here's we have this wedding. And it's going to be a wedding gone wild. Why? Because something's going to go wrong in the wedding. Let me say that again. Something is going to go wrong in the wedding. Now, according to the Mishnah, which is the commentary of the Jews, virgins were married on Wednesday. Widows were married on Thursday. And so what happens? You know it. I'm not going to go through it again. They're at a feast, which means what? They're in what phase of the wedding ceremony? Right. The betrothals first, then the wedding celebration. So they're in the celebration portion, right? Which means then how long is there between the betrothal and the wedding celebration? One year. So a year has gone by. It's time to party. How long would it last? At least a week. So now, here it is. Here's duology. 
Jesus is here by invitation. Someone possessed the forethought and thoughtfulness to include Jesus in their wedding. Hmm. If you're married, I wonder, is he in yours yet? Because Ecclesiastes 4.12 says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Now, the marriage is here, but I want to apply it to everything. And in other words, we should never be guilty of excluding Jesus from any area of our life. By virtue of his sacrifice at Calvary, we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. He ought to be in every part of our life. So they invited Jesus. Wait a minute. How much of Jesus you have depends on how much of you he has. Many people don't have much of Jesus because Jesus doesn't have much of them. See, he doesn't have every part of your life if you only visit him on Sunday. Come on, help me preach and say, a lot is out of place because Jesus is not in first place. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Now, you have, a, you have a classic example. We've talked about him ad infinitum ad nauseum. Samson, he's a classic example in Judges 14. He left God out of his wedding. How do I know that? Because it says, and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman. So Timnath belonged to the Philistines. So what's the first principle? Holler it out. What, what's, what's the first principle he violated? Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Missionary dating leads to a missionary marriage, which ultimately probably going to lead to a divorce. And here he is, he left God out of his wedding. He went down in the Timnath, saw a woman. How long did it last? Seven days. Now, now it's really a beautiful picture because as a Nazarite, he shouldn't have done what? Cut his hair, drank shampoo, or touch a dead thing. Now watch this. See how the writers of Scripture hook stuff up for us? He went down in the Timnath, found a woman out of the will of God, and married her. Check this out. He kills a lion. He's not supposed to touch a dead thing. What does he do? The, the lion dies. The bees go in, make a hive, and have honey. What does he do? He touches the dead thing to get the honey. Samson went down to Timnath, found a woman. Samson goes in a dead thing to get something sweet. It's the same thing, isn't it? that he went into a dead place to get something sweet. Where's B? Where are you when I need you? He wasn't stung by the bee. He was stung by the honey. And there are many, many, not at this service, but at the early service, there were plenty of people who last night was in a dead place because of the sweet things. Yeah, mm-hmm. stung by the honey. Yeah, and I, and I know all about it. Three years of marriage on our way to divorce, then we met Jesus. Now, 43 years later, 46 years of marriage, all because he needs to be included in every part of our life. Some of you know this very well. Some of you don't. Here's my motto. Because Jesus came to my life in the spiritual, I am a hollered out bride because I'm part of the church, the body of Christ. In the natural, I am a husband, the Leslie Ann Ford. If I'm a failure as a husband, the Leslie Ann Ford, why? It'd be because I'm a failure in the spiritual to my husband, Jesus Christ. So what I must do is learn how to be a good wife. 
before I learn how to be a good husband. If you're not a good wife, you're never going to be a good husband. Y'all ain't praying with me here. You ain't praying with me. Because what? You're supposed to be a wife before you become a husband. And whatever he does to you as his wife, you now have had the model of what it means. People talk about, well, I never had anybody look at. That's because you looking out instead of looking up. You got to look up because our example is up, not out. That every out example is going to fail us in some way or another. Don't you put your faith in me talking about if you fall, I fall. Well, then you just get ready. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. That's it. That is it. All other ground is sinking sand. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. It's really a look at John chapter 2, and we'll continue this teaching in just a moment. If you ever want to find out more about this program and about Pastor Ford, I do hope you'll come and check out our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. While you're there, look for the Stay Connected bar on the homepage. You're going to find links there to our Facebook page, to our Twitter feed, and a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app. There's that and a whole lot more when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. And again, look for Stay Connected. Let's get back to the message. Again, here's Pastor Ford. Now, here's what I want you to do. Application. Evaluate your life. You know where he's not Lord. For some of you, he ain't Lord of your money. You tip instead of tithe. For some of you, he's not Lord of your biology. See, I said it nice. Y'all don't even think I could say it nice. See how nice I'm becoming? <laughs> yeah. And so why? Because he's our God. And because he's God who became one of us, that he might save all of us. Uh, that he, Christ was nailed to the cross to bridge the gap between heaven and hell. We ought to give him every part of our life because he died that we might live. He suffered for our sins uh, uh, that we may be saved from our sins. Jesus is the answer for our agony. Jesus is the balm for our bruises. Jesus is the cure for our crisis. Jesus is the deliverer from our depravity. Jesus is the eraser for our errors. Jesus is one who tells us you're never too low that he can't lift you. You're never too dirty that he can't cleanse you. You're never too broken that he can't, he can't redeem you. Never too damaged that he can't redeem you. Never too sinful, he can't save you. Never too lost that he can't find you. Never too empty that he can't fill you. And never too dead that he can't resurrect you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. No matter what out you are, he's your in. Let me say it again. I said no matter what your out is, Jesus Christ is your, invite him in. And it doesn't matter whether you've been left out, strung out, shut out, cracked out, whacked out, dropped out, put out, uh, drank out, smoked out, stepped out, knocked out, freaked out, locked out, washed out, or burnt out. Jesus 
can work it out so that you can have a payout. He can turn water into wine. And so Christ's participation must be desired. That's where you got to start. What happened? He's right there when the problem happens. Ain't nobody going to go find it. How's your fellowship? I ain't saying you got to be perfect because then none of us would have Jesus answer anything for us. But then notice secondly with me, you want water into wine? Christ's participation must be desired, verse 1 and 2. Christ's purpose must be discerned, 3 through 5. Listen to this. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. <laughs> because look at this. If I were going to give a subpoint, which I'm not, I would tell you, first of all, uh, what you see here is the problem. Here, here's what you see. They ran out of wine. They got a problem. I'm so glad that Jesus was there. Now, this may not seem like a big problem to us, but uh, scholars help us out with this. There are three things that are wrong with this. Number one, this was a matter of honor. If something ran out before the party was concluded, it simply meant that the bridegroom, who's supposed to pay for everything, didn't plan well. So this person now is demonstrating their ability to be able to provide, and so there should be lavish, lavish, lavish provisions. Because he's showing to everybody before he marries her, he has the ability to take care of her. I've done hundreds of weddings. I've been pastor here 36 years, 37 at the end of this month. I've never married a man that doesn't have a job. Because that's a violation of biblical principles. Adam had a job before he had a wife. He had work before he had a wife. And so I tell everybody, you got to have some sha-na-na religion. Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na, get a job. Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na, get a job. Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na, get a job. Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Whip, 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 get a job. Now, let me just ask the question that was asked me after the morning service. After you sang that song, you know, I had a job, but I lost my, okay, I ain't talking to you. If you had a job when you got married, yeah, I got laid off about four or five times during my marriage before I started ministering full-time as a pastor. Either way, I was broke. <laughs> and so it was a public disgrace. Uh, secondly, to run out of wine caused public embarrassment for the family. Here's what uh, Jewish theologian Michael Rodelnik, who's a professor at Moody, he's Jewish, Messianic Jew, here's what he said. That Jews at that time could be fined if the wine ran out. You could be sued. And now some of us know, with us it ain't wine. Well, not for most of us. But anybody remember my 65th birthday? 
whenever, whenever everybody came and my wife had paid to have all kind of food and make sure that we bring food home. Uh, but our caterer was in an accident and most of the food got spilled uh, in his car. And so it wasn't enough food and the food was running out and it was a surprise birthday party. But people came coming up to me saying, this all we getting here? You know, one sister told me this. I ain't lying. One sister told me this, bro, Ben. She said, look at that was on my plate. And, 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 and I'm old and, 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 and uh, I could sniff this and eat this. This is what they gave me. This is your birthday party. You know what I should have done was got a cheaper gift and brought some food with me. And I said, well, I don't know. It's just a, I'll find out what's going on. And they were trying to get some more food. And it was like, some of y'all know. But some of y'all act a fool. We come up here, there ain't no food. What's wrong with the pastor and his family? There ain't no food. And I had to calm my young son down because he don't play that. Oh, give me the mic. Let me make the announcement. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, no. Give it to your mama. Never mind, give it to your oldest brother. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> but here's the point. Life doesn't always go as planned. And now they come together and they realize it's a common thing uh, that, that trouble happens. John 16, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But here's the good thing. Jesus knows all about our struggles. And so she does two things. Let me bottom line. Say bottom line. She does two things that we ought to do every time calamity hits us. Run to Jesus. Do what? And then respond to his command. Do what? That's what she does. Verse 3, she runs to Jesus. She doesn't go to the pastor, doesn't go to big mama, doesn't go to the bank, doesn't go to the boss, doesn't depend on the job, doesn't depend on her education, her psychiatrist, her psychologist. No, she runs to Jesus. And that's where we ought to be running as well. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called A Wedding Gone Wild. Really a look at John chapter 2. We're going to continue this teaching next time, but you can always listen to each and every broadcast when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, we often hear the word stewardship in Bible teaching and Christian radio, but how does that apply to supporting a program like Treasure Truth or Moody Radio? Well, I think we need to understand that uh, everything is God's by ownership and it's ours by stewardship. A steward is a manager of somebody else's things. Okay. And yep. so we understand it all belongs to God. And what we want to do is we have trusted God to provide us in our giving. Now we ask God to guide us in our giving. Hmm. And uh, what we do is we begin to pray and to ask. You know, we support our local church, and then we give to the organizations that build us up and edify us. The word yeah. edify is an interesting word. It literally means to build a house. Hmm. And when you yeah. listen to Moody Radio programs like Treasure Truth and other Moody-sponsored programs, you're being built up in your most precious faith. And you want to make sure that that kind of thing can continue where you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that can't happen unless we have individuals who will give. Well, you can give online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. 
Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.